0: And they
1: Protest Protest could be used as a noun or a verb. Protest as a noun is a statement or action expressing disapproval of or objection to something. As a verb, it expresses an objection to what someone has said or done. Now, protesting is a God given right, and we are exhibiting our protest as a nation in some very important times. From the Me Too movement, which was organized by adults, to the March for Our Lives movements which was really organized and put together by the youth. I think that we are all tired of our government. I think that we are all tired of the people who are in leadership. Um, I think we're all tired of white supremacy. And it is great just to see everyone from the youth to everyone that's older that is actually fighting back and doing it in a respectful manner. Unfortunately, unfortunately, The killings of our black brothers and sisters, whether it's, you know, black-on-black crime or whether it's police shootings or whether it's school shootings, I've become numb to it. I'm not going to lie. You know, I really lost my sense of sympathy since 2012, since the Sandy Hook shooting that took 28 deaths. For some reason, I thought it was a conspiracy— I thought it was something that allowed the government to take away our guns and turn our country into a dictatorship. Um, But now, since we've pretty much had a school shooting, which seems like every other week, I'm starting to believe it's not a conspiracy. And there's just crazy people out there. So something needs to happen. And going throughout history, the only way that we can make change is through protests. By, uh, you know, sharing information, information, making sure that we do marches like the BLM movement, the March of Our Lives. And it's extremely important that our youth is involved because right now they're going to be the ones that vote on gun laws, you know, and voting for our politicians once they reach the age of 18. Um... I think that I am a fan of owning a gun. However, just like the March of Our Lives movement and message, I'm also a an advocate for sensible gun laws. I don't think that we really need to own AR-15s. I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, A regular handgun to protect yourself is more reasonable. Uh, But as I watched coverage of the March of Our Lives uh, movement, which was, I believe, March 24th in D.C., and the young survivor, Emma Gonzalez, speaking proud and with confidence out there on that stage, I couldn't help but to cover this topic and um, to kind of put my energy into something positive like this and kind of spread the word. So first I wanna start off with a little clip from uh, Emma Gonzalez uh, when she was at her movement, March of Our Lives. Let's take a listen.
2: Six minutes and about 20 seconds. In a little over six minutes, 17 of our friends were taken from us, 15 were injured, and everyone, absolutely everyone, in the Douglas community was forever altered. Everyone who was there understands everyone who has been touched by the cold grip of gun violence understands. For us, long, tearful, chaotic hours in the scorching afternoon sun were spent not knowing. No one understood the extent of what had happened. No one could believe that there were bodies in that building waiting to be identified for over a day. No one knew that the people who were missing had stopped breathing long before any of us had even known that a code red had been called. No one could comprehend the devastating aftermath or how far this would reach or where this would go. For those who still can't comprehend because they refuse to, I'll tell you where it went. Right into the ground, six feet deep. Six minutes and 20 seconds with an AR-15 and my friend Carmen would never complain to me about piano practice. Aaron Feist would never call Kira Miss Sunshine. Alex Schachter would never walk into school with his brother Ryan. Scott Beagle would never joke around with Cameron at camp. Helena Ramsey would never hang out after school with Max. Gina Montalto would never wave to her friend Liam at lunch. Joaquin Oliver would never play basketball with Sam or Dylan. Elena Petty would never. Carol Lugren would never. Chris Hickson would never. Luke Hoyer would never. Marquin Duque Aguiano would never. Peter Wang would never. Alyssa Alhadaf would never. Jamie Guttenberg would never. Meadow Pollock would never. Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. The shooter has ceased shooting and will soon abandon his rifle. Blend in with the students as they escape and walk free for an hour before arrest. Fight for your lives before it's someone else's job.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That was the young Emma Gonzalez. Spitting that fire flame. Spitting that. Yeah. Mm. You know, The world we live in is absolutely nuts. And I know you guys heard me say this before. But you know that there's people evil enough to Photoshop that young lady, Emma Gonzalez, ripping a constitution. So you can look this up. Type in Emma Gonzalez, put it in images, and you're going to see it. She recently did... A cover for teen vogue where she's ripping up a poster of what seems to be like a solar system or something like that someone took it upon themselves to insert the constitution instead of the object that she was actually ripping up to make it seem like it's totally disrespectful which is kind of like what they did to our brother colin kaepernick when the message was to protest against the injustice of black people and the disparity. And he kneeled on the anthem when the anthem was played and they twisted that into disrespecting the flag. And it it just kind of reminds me of how the Russians and Donald Trump use the same division and divisiveness to put our country against one another. They created, and just to, I'm digressing here, just to let you guys know, Russians created rallies to support Trump and anti-rallies to go against Trump in our America to get ourselves worked up to go to the poll booths and actually vote this man in office and to create a lot of division. You know, and, and it's sad because it tells me more about the America we live in and the Americans that we we live amongst, you know, way more than it does about Russia, or the Trump. We knew about the Trump. We knew about Russia. I didn't know that my next door neighbor was dumb enough to vote him into office. Um, but anywho, on the 24th of March, unfortunately, guess who wasn't around? Mr. Donald Trump. Because he has an allegiance with the NRA he's been uh, quoted, you know, to say that they're good people. And again, my issue with Trump and the NRA right now is there is there is not a need for an assault rifle. And I'm down for guns. I know people with guns. My brother owns a gun. I helped him renew his license in New York. But it's something as simple as stopping someone who's mentally ill from buying a gun. That specific law, which was placed, which was put in place by Obama, was taken out by Trump. So the mentally ill kid from Parkland, Florida, was able to purchase weapons when it shouldn't have been that easy. There just needs to be more laws put into place. And for our president not to support the youth or listen to them or show up at this march, it lets you know who we have in office, you know. And unfortunately, you know, just like Martin, just like Malcolm, just like Rosa, they marched. They protested. At the time, I'm sure there were people who said this would never work. At the time right now, I'm sure there's people saying, well, why should I get up in March? Why should I go and vote? Nothing is going to change. But just know that your fight is not in vain and something will happen. If it's not you, if it's not immediate, just know something will happen. Um, As far as Colin Kaepernick goes, uh, he's still trying to get into the NFL. But unfortunately, here goes the white privilege. There's a young man by the name of Johnny Manziel who was drafted to Cleveland Browns. Uh, He later left the NFL and he's going on a campaign right now to get reinstated. He is a domestic violence uh, abuser. He is a drug user and he is trying to make a campaign to get back in the NFL saying that he is diagnosed of bipolar disorder, which is up to you to believe. However... He had over seven scouts looking at him to get back in the NFL, and he can't play a lick worth of football. Today, there was someone by the name of Brandon Whedon who hasn't played in like three years, who's now the backup on the Houston Texans. And still, our brother Callan Kaepernick has not gotten a look. Rich white NFL owners would never want to affect their bottom line to hire a black outspoken man with an afro therefore therefore i'm concluding that there is still a lot of white people out there who are afraid of our skin tone just look at the last shooting that just happened in sacramento i tried to ignore another one but i couldn't our young brother stephen clark was in his grandmother's backyard on his cell phone when the cops were looking for a suspect that was breaking into homes and vehicles, ran into this backyard, shot this young man 20 times. 20 times. Even if you thought that that was your subject, 20 times? And then had the nerve to turn off their cameras after he was shot? And you're going to tell me that's not cowardness or fear of a skin color? Skin color. We had such a need for police in this U.S. of A that we're just hiring anyone along with these body cams needs to be a week-long, every-month, re-evaluation of our officers. Do you know that there was a verdict today about our brother, Alton Sterling? The judge is not having any of the police involved in the case going under any type of discipline because it's not warranted. Do you know the police have killed 264 people in 2018? Mostly in the East to Mid-East. It's sickening. You know? It's sickening. Literally, people in power scared of a skin color. It feels like the 50s. You know? It's, it's a lot of senseless murders happening. And, you know, I'm sorry to digress, but with our March of Our Lives movement, it's just protesting. So people in Sacramento, I encourage you to continue to protest. Um, anyone that feels... In just anyone that feels suppressed, oppressed, uh, anyone with a brain, I continue to encourage you to protest, definitely to pray, definitely to get out to the polls and votes so we could make a change in our politicians. Unfortunately, we do have to go through a dark time to get to the light the good thing about our generation is we elected barack obama and we actually thought that our our country was turning a new leaf for the better but we need presidents like donald trump for all the bigots for all the racists for all the supremacists to come out of the woodworks we we needed donald trump but I can't encourage you guys enough to continue to protest. It's a beautiful movement that's happening. March of our, March for Our Lives, beautiful, beautiful movement. And um, while we're on that um, movement, marchforourlives.com. Uh, you can sign up. You can donate. Um, this movement was really put together by the youth. Um, please, I encourage you to go to the website and to uh, in, 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 continue to invest in our youth because they're going to be the ones. To make a difference um the first song that i want to play for you guys is fight the power fight the power is a single that was released in june 1989 on motown records it's by a hip-hop group public enemy and was requested by spike lee for his movie do the right thing which is one of my favorites an alternate version would later appear on public enemy's album in 1990 and it was labeled Fear of the Black Planet, the album. Uh, The song was produced by the Bomb Squad and features a saxophone played by Branford Marsalis and Scratches by the group's DJ, Terminator X. They were able to capture the mood of the times, and it goes down as one of the best songs ever. Listen to the phrases and words like My Beloved, which comes from a Martin Luther King speech, or to the powers that be. Really listen to this message. Public enemies fight the power. Let's take a listen.
3: Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
1: Hype. Yo, shout out to my brother Omar. I know he appreciate music like that, the real music. Shout out to you. Shout out to North Carolina. Listen, man. That song has me raising my fist right now, man. I'm Like, I'm at the damn rally right now, you know what I mean? And listen, again, I reiterate. I'm not saying that I am against guns. I am for sensible gun Laws. And unfortunately, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Damn near slavery wasn't too long ago. What if the country decides to turn into a dictatorship, take all our guns, and, you know, force us into concentration camps or something crazy? We don't know. I would like to protect my family with a pistol, you know? something reasonable a lot of these mass murders a lot of these shootings happen because they're just spraying if they try to walk around with a pistol man by the time they shoot a couple people or try to aim to a couple of people they ain't got nothing left unless they come in in there like Laura Croft with two of them bad boys still you'll have less murders it'll be a quicker way to shoot the victim down than him just spraying everything and have security guards hiding like they did at the Parkland shooting. You know, I'm going to digress again, though. So, in hip-hop, excuse me, in hip-hop, there's a brother by the name of Killer Mike. He's associated with OutKast. Very, very smart brother, intelligent dude um, who fights... You know, for the black youth who fights for underprivileged families, who fights for equality. He sets up marches. He sets up movements and he's very involved in a community. Um, He had a controversial uh, interview with the NRA, but the interview dropped the same day as the march, I believe, and kind of took away the power of the message that he was trying to present, which was you really don't want to go against the NRA as a black man because they will try to strip us. Since they already stripped up, stripped us of our freedom, they'll try to strip us of our rights to bear arms as well. And it was more of a racial thing that he was trying to come across and it was taken the wrong way. And shame on NRA for deliberately... trying to say, hey, well, you have this black guy who's down with us. I don't know what the big problem is. And they try to sort of sway people. And that's what the media does. Um, I have a clip actually from Killer Mike trying to clear up what happened and that interview. I'm going to play that for you guys really quickly here.
4: How y'all doing out there? Um, There's a Senegalese proverb that says, there can be no peace without understanding. So I took a move out of one of my heroes' book, um, Dr. Martin Luther King, the founder of Kingian Nonviolence, and I sat with people who um, I might not always agree with. I sat with a group called the National Rifle Association. I did an interview about black gun ownership um, in this era. That interview was used a week later by NRA TV, to disparage a very noble campaign that I actually support. March for Our Lives is a youth-ran campaign um, organized in part by kids out of Parkland, by kids out of Douglas High School um, down in Florida, and by kids all around the nation. I, being a former youth organizer, currently an activist and organizer, respect their leadership. So I want to say first, I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry that an interview I did about um, a minority, black people in this country, and gun rights, you, was used as a weapon against you guys. That was unfair to you and it was wrong. And it disparaged some very noble work you're doing. The work you're doing is self-motivated, self-initiated, and it's noble. I think you should be doing this. now. As your ally, and I am your ally, young people, I want to say that many of the people I organized with were at that march. Whether it was ending racism or ending classism or many of the people that agree with some of the social ideas like free health care, fair wages, fair earning for women, um, gay and lesbian rights, black rights in particular um, around community policing and black men. All those things, all those people made up that march. I'm a friend and advocate to you all. The young people especially who are self-motivated, self-organized, I'm an ally and an advocate for you always. I'm simply stating this to say that my interview with said organization who we all don't agree with was supposed to be something that continued a conversation or that helped the conversation happen that I felt needed to happen. And that conversation is about African-American gun ownership. Why is that even important in these times? Well, African Americans have only been free for 54 years. Up until 54 years ago, we were in virtual apartheid, and some would argue that we still are today. Because of that, some of our nuances are subtly subtly different than than allies we have, and we have to always remember that in our allyship, we still have to make sure that there are certain rights and demands that we make for us in our community. That's all my interview was about. It was not in contrast to your march. It was done well a week before your march. It should never have been used in contrast to your march, and I think it's wrong. To the young people that work tirelessly to organize, I'm sorry adults chose to do this. Sorry NRATV did that. I'm sorry that adults on the left and the right are choosing to use me as a lightning rod. What I want to encourage you guys to do is keep organizing. Keep organizing. Keep organizing. Plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. This world was far different 30 years ago when you could buy a machine gun, and it's far different now, and it'll be different 30 years from now. We're willing to follow your lead, lead the way, so I do support the march, and I support black people owning guns. It's possible to do both. I wanted to make sure that my words were heard. I wanted to make sure I was clear in what I was saying, and I wanted to make sure that you knew that what I did had nothing to do with disparaging you. I love and respect you all. Love and respect you and commend you for your work. Keep marching for our lives. Keep pushing on. Peace.
1: I think that was well said. Um, Apology may have not been needed, but I I do appreciate that he put out something like that. Just to let the youth know that he's standing with them. He's standing with us. And what happened? And this happens so often. How the media, how organizations use propaganda and use tricks to try to sway the way that you think, which is why it's important for you to have a mind of your own and it's important for you to educate yourselves. Another thing that he said is, if my kids were to walk out the class, because a lot of this March for Our Lives uh, movement and what has been happening in the past few months is a lot of the students are just getting up and walking out of class to prove uh, a statement to to show their message to show their solidarity and what he was saying is if my kids were to get up and walk out of class they better not come back home what he meant is you just don't jump on every movement you can be an ally with your classmate you can be an ally with your friend but you don't have to jump on that movement because everyone is doing it if you are going to be a part of that movement do your research. Know what you're protesting about and what the cause is for. You know, and I think that's the message he was trying to get across. Which I applaud Killer Mike for that, man. So big ups, definitely. Um, I-, I like that message. Now, the instrumental that you hear in the background—that is my buddy. That's from G Unit's G Unit, G Unit's own 50 Cent. Now, this song appears on the November 14th, 2020, 2003 album, Beg for Mercy, which is a dope, dope, dope album. Um, it's by a group, of course, G-Unit, G which is led by 50 Cent. I don't know why I can't say that. G-Unit. I haven't said that in such a long time, uh, which includes Lloyd Banks, Tony Yale and Young Buck and used to include The Game. Um, the album was released on G-Unit Records and Interscope. And my buddy contains a sample of Agony or Ecstasy by Ennio Morricone and an audio excerpt from the film Scarface. Um, it's produced by Thierd Asar, Eminem, and Louis Resto, who is... uh, What in the world is that? Okay, it's gone. Um, anyway, um, Louis Resto, he... Works with Eminem a lot or worked with Eminem a lot in his early production stages. And I like this song. It's called My Buddy. Yes, it's about a gun. It's about 50 Cent always having his piece on him. You know, big up to 50 Cent and G-Unit. The last gangster rappers, you know, to really do it on a major platinum level. Um, This is My Buddy. Again, I'm for the guns. I ain't for the ridiculous grenade launchers and assault rifles and the street sweepers. For all that, but let's take a listen. G Unit 50 Cent, I think is appropriate, my buddy. Hey!
0: Your life wanna stick him out the window, my buddy, my buddy. I lay your ass out, motherfucker. It's
5: simple. Stay in your place, I recommend or no say hello to my little friend, friend Wherever I go, I gotta tag along Cause my buzz getting strong And they mad at am all and he ride with me when I pass them all Don't wait for me on the bench When I run the game of basketball One screw to make a bastard fall Gasp and crawl You need a bulletproof vest, mask and all Bring your buddy when it's time to roam Cause I got hit the last time I left mine at home My hand blinked full of platinum The shine is chrome He even got closet space inside my home He ain't never been broke. Glitchless and so reliable. I bought him a rubber coat for Christmas, infrared beam and a scope for distance. The best company when approaching business, he can ride with me to the end. We all got a friend, and mine is a G, My buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he go. My
0: buddy, my buddy, you can run for your life Wanna stick him out the window. My buddy, my buddy, I lay your ass out, motherfucker. It's simple. Stay in your
5: place,
0: I recommend do no yeah. say hello to my little friend My buddy
5: got a temper, He's dying to pop off Last time he did, the cops had the block all locked off Take him with me to hustle, stashed them in the trash can My fingertips up, for four hours I back grams. You meet him, his destination's hella heaven Cause I only bring him out for that 187 He don't have a heart, I just keep feeding themselves He get it popping in the hood, so his name ring bell Miss Jones stay on the third floor, she call the cops on me They came, I ran, I had to toss my uncle on homie, nigga snore, got new so they stay in their place, kid, I stay screaming on niggas and beating up bass ass These niggas ain't thorough, they just like to pretend Keep fucking around, nigga, and say hello to my little friend, friend.
0: My buddy, my buddy, am I go, he go My buddy, my buddy, you can run for your life wanna stick stick him out the window My buddy, my buddy, I lay your ass out, motherfucker, it's simple
5: You got, you got, you got what I want I recommend or say hello to my We've been through it all, but yeah,
3: we both still living. We've been in the box, but we both still spitting. And when it was beef, you even played your position. Got under the seat until we spotted our victim. At first they wouldn't listen till they heard you go off. Remember it was broad daylight in the middle of New York. And little did they know it, we was ready for war. Bet the nigga wish he never stuck his head out the door. See whenever you come out, something happened on the block. You the reason that nigga done stopped rapping like pop. People see you ain't run and you ain't even. Shit. They just know you ain't nothing to play with You stay with sixteen homies The one in the hole When the first one get out the next one go To know where you headed you gotta know where you been The clock stay with me We fresh to the end My
5: buddy My buddy Whatever I go he go My buddy My
0: buddy You can run for your life Wanna stick him out the window My buddy My buddy I lay your ass out motherfucker It's simple Stay in your place, I recommend or oh, say hello to my little friend,
3: brain,
1: brain. Alright. A little bit of ratchetness. That was 50 Cent in G Unit. My buddy, one of my favorites, one of my favorite beats as well. In the background, right now we have the instrumental for the legendary. The reggae man. The activist. The Philanthropist The Peaceful Mind Bob Marley This is Get Up Stand Up Another uh, artist who Was very conscious and very woke Before the word woke was used Uh, Get Up Stand Up It was a song written by Bob Marley and Peter Tosh It appeared on the Wailers album in 1973 On the album Burning and it was recorded and played in numerous versions by The Willers and Bob Marley. So if you can catch a live version on YouTube or at one of his concerts, very, very, very dope. It peaked at number 33 on the Dutch Top 40, peaked at number four, um, excuse me, at number 49 in 1986 in New Zealand. Uh, this was on a 7-inch and a 12-inch disc of vinyl, excuse me. Well, the seven. Yeah, it was a it was a, a gramophone record. Let me not say vinyl, but it was a gramophone record. It was three minutes and 15 seconds. It was on the tough gong island label and it was produced by Chris Blackwell and the Whalers. Now, earlier I spoke about Trump and him ducking the latest march in D.C. Uh, to protect his relationship with the NRA. So what is the NRA? It stands for National Rifle Association. It's a non profit organization that advocates gun rights. It was founded in 1871 and was led by a board, or is led by a board of 76 elected officials. And it is so powerful because of its political ties since the 1930s. Um, but since the Stoneman Douglas shooting that took place in Parkland, Florida, Companies have taken it upon themselves to make a change. We're not waiting for Trump to get out of office. We're not waiting for them to come up with some sort of policy. Uh, companies are doing it themselves. Uh, such companies like Delta, Hertz, United Airlines are some who have disaffiliated themselves from the MRA, the NRA, excuse me. Companies like Dick Sporting Goods and Walmart, they raised the age to buy a gun to 21 And Walmart would no longer sell items resembling an assault rifle, um, any toys or air guns. So it's a small change, a small movement, but it's huge in the same breath because an 18-year-old is different from a 21-year-old, is different from a 15-year-old. So um, the higher the age, I think the better. Now, again, I think the big point is, that they're not totally against guns, just like, you know, my statement that I'm reiterating and just like big um, a killer mic statement is just that they don't think that it's OK to own an AR-15, a banana clip, an extendo. It's really ridiculous. Um, what's been happening in Vegas and Florida and Maryland has all been cases, uh, murders of people and victims. I mean, uh, murderers, excuse me, with assault rifles. You know, Lord, I think we need you more than ever now. I see why old folks used to say that the time is near. You know, my mom had a dream a couple of months ago that she feels the messages that she's seen means that the world is coming to an end anytime now. And I believe her. I think she's touched. Between me and you. Um, But that's why you always hear me saying. That sooner the better. You know. Um, Because it's just sad the type of world that we live in right now. You know. It's sad how we look throughout our history. And the way that they shut down our powerful activists. Because there are still white supremacists. And white people that are fearful. That they're becoming the minority. And they would do anything to stop it. Um, They feel that their power is getting taken from them and they're doing anything to stop it. Now, I'm going to sound like a white person when I say, no, man, I got black friends. It's like I have nothing against white people or different races. It's the white supremacy and the bigotry and the racism that is getting at me. It's the Nazis who wear khaki pants, polo shirts and, and tiki torches that gets at me. It's people who are still riding and that don't it doesn't matter what color you are who's still riding and standing by their vote for Trump. It's just ignorant people. There's good, there's bad, there's evil, there's smart, there's right, and there's wrong. What side are you on? I want to give thanks to our musicians with enough sense to use their platform for change and our sports icons, those like Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul and Colin Kaepernick, Michael Bennett, LeBron James, those like Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Green Day, Bob Dylan, Arcade Fire, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Gossip, Frank Turner. Rolling Stones, The Clash, The Smiths, The Specials, U2, Gil Scott, Heron, Bob Marley, Public Enemy, The Monkees, Queen, David Bowie, Pink Floyd, Muse, Metallica, R.E.M., M.I.A., Stevie Wonder, The Doors, and many more. I just want to say thank you for using your music for giving me the inspiration to use this platform to get out your message. And um, I want to leave you guys with a final song. But before I leave you guys with that song, I digress. Um, While I was mentioning all of our popular figures and sports figures and musicians, someone by the name of Harriet Tubman used to say, wade in the water. That phrase has become a popular song, many different versions, but I never really knew the meaning of it. Wade in the water was telling escaping slaves to get off the trail and go into the water so the slave catcher's dogs wouldn't sniff out their trails. Now, the only homework I want you to do is to listen to the many versions of Wade in the Water. It's a very powerful spiritual song um, that was sung a lot during the slave slave days. And I'm sure there's a lot of our ancestors who never thought that we'll be at this point right now that we are, are in the world, where it's like we're that close to people just being good and using their common sense to keep reverting back to nonsense. Um, you know, I'm sure they're they're looking at us, looking at the young youth, looking at all of our brave activists with a smile. And they're letting us know, you know, just keep going, just keep fighting because there will be a better day. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with a song. You know, I like to leave you guys with a song that you really never heard before that is also powerful. The song I want to leave you with is by... Another powerful activist by the name of Nina Simone. Uh, the song is written and composed by Nina Simone. It's called Mississippi Goddamn. It was released in 1964 and recorded in Carnegie Hall. And was produced by Hall Mooney. Young world, I have never meant this more than I mean this right now. The world is yours. Keep fighting the good fight. And God bless.
6: And sitting in jail Black cat crossed my path I think every day is gonna be my last. They try to say it's a communist plot. All I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. You lied to me all these years. You told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady. And you'd stop calling me Sister Sadie. Is full of lies. We are all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust nobody anymore. They keep on saying, Go slow. That's just the trouble.